All right, the C.J. Stroud dream team. He was with uh, Micah Parsons. They got the same agent. They got the same business guy. Uh, and he laid out his dream offense. Two Houston Texans were on this dream offense. This mm-hmm. might be telling us perhaps the answer to our question of the day here as free agency approaches the signer decline, Mike Evans. But here's C.J. Stroud's dream offense with Micah Parsons on Bleacher Report. Devontae Adams at X, Tank Dell at my slide, my F. LT at left tackle. Um, my guy from the Ravens, 70 at left guard. I got Humphrey at 53. Quinn Nelson at right guard. Um, I got Lane Johnson at right tackle. Got Jameer Gibbs. I know you like that. And my running back. I got myself as quarterback. Travis Kelsey as my tight end. And I have Jamar Chase as my Z. You like that? It's not enough, but it's cool. Okay. Man, he gave that a lot of thought. You can tell. You notice he said Tank Dell. You notice he said Laramie. Laramie Tunsil. Didn't didn't say Nico, man. Did not say Nico. Did not say Nico. Now I'm not trying to make a ton of that. I'm just saying, you know, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans are kind of in the same class. Uh maybe maybe CJ told us a little something in this uh in this hypothetical. I, I think he was answering it as honestly as he could, and I think he thinks that highly of Tank Dell. I also think he thinks that highly of Laramie Tunsil. I don't think it's like I don't like Nico Collins as much no, as, no, no. As, as as come on man. I mean, we're talking about Devontae Adams and Mike Evans here. You know that that that's like what do you want me to say? Uh, that kind of thing. But it was interesting that he, um, his offensive line, uh, was he knew exactly what uh, what type of players he needed, and it was not exactly. What do you think he needs? You thought he was going to put Titus on there? No, no, I didn't think that. I don't think anybody would have thought that. But, um. I thought it was interesting that he knows that that offensive line, when you get those kind of guys in front of you, things can happen. Like, like, like good things can happen. I've seen all these mock drafts, and, and I, don't, I don't know what I equate this to. I think it's a number of things. Like, I, I don't think that very many of these mockers are studying offensive lines, and they shouldn't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm – not, I, don't, I don't blame you. Like to, some do, yeah, diligently. No, some do. I mean, yeah. and, I, and then, like, you get to the Mel, you get to the elite, like the Jordan Reeds, the Mel Kuypers, all that. Like, those are the guys mm-hmm. that are going to really know mm-hmm. what's going on with the O-line. But I've seen a couple of mocks, like, just, you know, when I'm browsing through and check it out. And some of them have the te- Texans taking, like, a tackle. Like, the one I saw yesterday had yeah. the Texans taking a guard. And it's like, damn, I mean, look, if it's necessary, it's necessary. But – I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to say two things. First of all, if you have to use a first-round pick on an offensive lineman, then that tells me that your return on investment in that area is bad. Mm-hmm. It's really, really bad. Now, we already know that Kenyon Green most likely is never – not most likely. He is never going to justify being selected where he got selected over who he got selected by. But if, you, if you're willing to do that, and let's say the Texans do decide to go, you can't miss – like, I, I know that the draft is a crapshoot. I know probably over 50% of the guys at every position are misses, but you you can't miss on if they do decide to go guard. And I saw the Kansas guard was the last one that I saw mm-hmm. them taking. You you can't miss on two two guards in the first round in a three-year stretch. I, I know you hit on the quarterback. I know you looks like you hit on the corner. looks like you hit on the edge guy, which is very important. But, man, in order to maximize – what we thought and what I still think we consider a hell of a job by Nick Casario getting back the draft equity he got, you, you cannot miss on a guard. First of all, they're not going to take an offensive lineman, period, in the first round. I agree. They're not going to do it. I agree. You know, for no other reason than, like, I, it would be cool if they did because that would mean that they're making you know, really big decisions about Titus Howard and, 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 some of, and Kenyon Green. 
but there's no way. But for no other reason than you don't want that extra year. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, 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 I, I guess that having that fifth year of control again for another guy, I guess you could maybe say that's a benefit. But boy, you draft another lineman in the first round, that that just isn't going to happen. Not with what the guy with the guys they have up front already and what they're paying them. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, it, it, I I do wonder, you know, how are they approaching that interior? I think I think they feel good about certain spots, but are are they going to approach this as, man? We're going to get Kenyon Green back, and maybe Kenyon Green's going to be some sort of savage beast. Are they approaching this as, boy, we got to put someone, we got to get someone better than Kenyon Green, whether that means shopping at the bottom uh, for free agents, whether mm-hmm. that means that you think, you know, Juice Scruggs and Patterson, like they, that I do wonder how they're looking at Kenyon Green behind closed doors. Uh, yes. I, and I think part of it is because they got production out of Dieter, they got production out of Scruggs, they got production out of Patterson. They they feel like they can they more than got by on the interior offensive line, so I so scratch the interior offensive line unless it's a later round pick. Tackle is the thing, and that's the question. You know, with Titus Howard, is he going to be able to thrive all of a sudden at right tackle? Even though we haven't seen much of that lately at all, you know that. So it, I think they're okay collectively with the interior offensive line. All right, it's time for the game. This one's a big one. This one's a big one. Sign or decline? Mike Evans here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Sign or decline? Galveston's finest. 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons. A Super Bowl champion. A guy who likes to go to Rockets games. A guy who would be great in that locker room. But a guy that might be expensive. Mike Evans, J-Lo and Figgy, loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Sign or decline. Cop out time. I need more information. <laughs> I, I, I sit need, on the fence. I, yes. I, no, no, I'm not going to sit. I need some more information. Uh, what, what's it? What, what are we signing here? What, what's the number? What's the year? All right. What if it's the four years? One, uh, the four years, eighty millish. Four years. Four years. Decline. Okay. What if it's two? What if it's two years, 55 mil? Sign. Sign them at two years. It's worth it. You got the money and it's worth it. Figgy? Uh, at four years, I would... Uh-oh. I would look. I would say sign. Oh wow! You want Mike say, Evans at all costs? Huh? I would like. I would like to see CJ oh, wow. Stroud you on the, and Mike you Evans. You on the Xbox or the PS? <laughs> hey, man, hey you, you threw it out there, man. No, I'm asking. What are you on? You threw it out. What are you working with? I don't think it's a possibility. What's your gamer but... tag, man? <laughs> at the Figgy Fig. Yeah, let me let me get that gamer tag there. <laughs> no, I would Four like to years, see. Huh? I would like to see CJ and, uh, and oh, Mike Evans, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah, I think that would. I think that would be special. It would be tight. So you two years, man. Yeah, two years. Two years, and we can go even heavier. But the one thing I will say, when you really start breaking this down, and, and, and we'll get to Chris Jones tomorrow. Chris Jones mm-hmm. tomorrow, sign or, sign or decline. Here's the thing. When you start looking at these like deals that you're going to have to pay, mm-hmm. I think you do have to factor in that for another year, Nico's on his rookie deal. For another three years, Tank Dell's on mm-hmm. his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. And for another two, three, whatever, C.J. Stroud, you're going to have to pay eventually. But C.J. Stroud's on his rookie deal. So you're not really investing much at the skill position. And I go back to Daniel Jones making $40 million. Like, mm-hmm. that's market value. So typically that's how you have to fill stuff. So mm-hmm. 
Do you fill that void on defense? Do you fill that void there? Because we talk about the cap space right now. CJ's going to be on his rookie deal for at least two more years. So if you have to front load something like a Mike Evans or Bonuses, something like that. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Hey. That's why I said two years. Because uh, even though they're going to probably sign uh, CJ Stroud after not this coming season, but the next season, uh, that money will still not count against the cap until 2026. Uh, so if you get Mike Evans for two years, you're still okay with that money. And here's the other part: you're not just signing one free agent. You're, you, you're not. You're not just signing. Okay, we got Mike Evans two years. That's our free agent. No, I think. I, I think you're gonna be. You're, you're gonna be in the market at uh, running back. You're gonna no, be in you're, the market it, at it, interior it's not all or nothing. Line. It's not all or you're nothing. You're gonna be in the market at safety. Uh, so uh, yeah. So you you can't just say four years Mike Evans. Boom, we're done. No, two years. That helps you with C.J. Stroud's contract, and it helps you get the other guys signed as well. Other positions. Okay. Okay. I, I can I can get down with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's not as crazy as it sounds because of that situation. And yeah. that's that's the, you know, you suffered the consequences of the B.O.B. era for a while, and now mm-hmm. you're in this situation where you're kind of wreaking the benefits of having a young team, sprinkling in draft picks. I also don't think Mike – I don't think Mike Evans is going to – like if you're even in the ballpark, I think you're there. Like that's, I, I think you're there. I, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be like some sort of hard bargaining where you're going to have to match the, I don't know, name a squad, uh, whatever. But see, because the other teams that he would want to go, you think, you think Mike Evans wants to win right now? Of course. Like he don't want to go. Like yeah. you, you don't think Mike Evans wants to go to the Giants, right? He's not going to go to the Giants for four years versus uh, and whatever guarantee. Versus two or three years here and a smaller guarantee. So when you start looking at like the teams that are contenders and, and you see it, like they can't afford it. Not many. Yeah, I mean they can't. The Texans afford- are one of the few. I mean they, they're probably having like the two year conversations too. Exactly. So I think the Texans are in like that same level of of appeal. Mm-hmm. Now, th- from the Tampa Bay perspective, I know that th- th- it basically seemed like a foregone conclusion. He's gone. I, I was talking to someone yesterday about this, and they were like. Well, Baker Mayfield might go, but who cares? <laughs> I mean, they had a nice, like, overachieving season this year. You're telling, like, is that is that really what you want to do? Yeah, no. I mean, um, God bless Baker for maximizing what he's got. I hope he gets paid, but that's not what you want to do. Well, here, here's another factor as well. And look, everybody wants money. Like, you want to get paid. You want to make the most while you can make the most. So I get that. But I was looking at his career earnings. 110 mil. 110 million. Ta- uh, no, no state income tax. He's made 110 million dollars with no state income tax. So you think- and the other thing is he's not like he's not Deshaun. He's not like spending a lot. I don't think Mike Mike, Mike he, no. he likes nice things, but Mike no Mike Evans isn't like spending a lot of money. No. And so what I'm saying is you're telling me well that extra five million dollars you know in New York with the Giants looks a lot better than playing for the Houston Texans where there's no state income tax. No. He's made 110 million. If that becomes 150 million, let's say, versus 155, 60 million, I think I don't think that's a deal breaker. Now, do you think they even want Mike Evans? <laughs> Who doesn't? Yes. Well, yes I, don't, they I mean, do. no, but they might look at other receivers and say, okay, you know, there's some there's some second tier guys. There's Gabe Davis. You know, maybe we could overpay Gabe Davis. Like even overpaying Gabe Davis, like four years is no problem. He's 25. Yeah. No. So you overpay Gabe Davis, bring him in. Still not going to cost as much as Mike Evans. Battle tested. 27 touchdowns, I think, in four years. 
He's from the South. He probably doesn't like freezing his ass off in Buffalo. Last time he walked off the field in Buffalo, fans were giving him a hard time. Probably got a sour taste in his mouth there. Like maybe you're maybe you're paying top value for a guy like Gabe Davis. And then there's some other guys that you can fill in. But but the Mike Evans thing is interesting. The one thing I think the Texans do need to do, whether it's in the draft, whether you, you have to make the top three of your wide receiver core better. Mm-hmm. If that means getting a guy like Gabe Davis that you think can maybe be the two, three, anywhere from one to three, you do it. If it's getting a Mike Evans who's immediately your number one, you do it. If it means drafting someone at the end of the draft that can be your clear three or in the second round, you do it because they cannot be in a situation where they're a Nico Collins or Tank Dell injury away from – you know, a Noah Brown who you can't who you can't really depend on either, or a Xavier Hutchinson or a John Mechie. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud deserves better than that. You well, gotta put better weapons around him. I also think they're at a point where they you gotta have projections when it comes to the draft, but at the wide receiver position, you don't wanna be projecting. Yeah, you know, like I think this and I think that our scouts say this, I believe that. You want surefire things to compliment Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Surefire things like Mike Evans. I mean, the guy, he mentioned him by name as his dream team, uh, his dream team wide receiver. So you don't, you want guys like that or other guys that maybe have a little better system fit, whatever they believe, and and maybe a little bit cheaper as well. Now, does CJ go up to them and say, man, I really, I, I got to have this? No, nah, I don't think so. I got to have this. I don't, I don't think he's that guy. I, I mean, maybe eventually he'll have that kind of confidence and, and, and pull, but... I think if they ask, like if they say, hey, man, uh, Gabe Davis this or Mike Evans that, then he'll give his opinion. But, uh, no, I don't think he's going to be demanding anything. And we're not to the point where uh, Nico Collins or Tank Dell is going to have any problem if they decide to bring Heck in no. Mike Evans. Heck like, no. They're going to be doing backflips. Have that guy? That helps them. Imagine Nico Collins with Mike Evans on the other side. Yeah, give me that. So we're good there. Yeah, we're good there. And Tank, Tank's going to be happy no matter what. He's he, He's got that position locked up. Yeah, and, man, if you can just move Tank and he's like your third, mm-hmm. I'd be on to something, man. Yeah, you are on to something. I'd be on to something. You absolutely are. Time to get a little bit greedy. It is Valentine's Day here on In The Loop Sports Radio 610. Uh, what do you think Nick Casario is doing for Valentine's Day? He's got daughters. You think he's... I bet he's like helping his daughters with like their Valentine's box or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that that's the fun part, man. Just wait till your girl gets into school. That's a lot of fun to help them do all yeah, that dude. stuff. It is. Can we get to? Can we crawl you, first? You want to be able to get, get Lord, man. go through her terrible twos first? Uh, it's, no, it's a, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think Nick Casario, like he is, he's such a thinker. You know, he's gonna make sure everybody gets exactly the attention and the things that they want. He's gonna be. Oh yeah, he's he's all about it. Yeah, D'Amico too. There, there. Yeah, D'Amico, absolutely. Did he have his baby? I don't. I, I'm, I'm over that. You're over that. Yeah, I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's not going to know the sex. I, I can't really. I can't really get down. No, with I'm D'Amico saying it was, right it now. was due. He, like he might have already had it. Yeah, I can't. I can't get down with that. Yeah, but that's weird. Uh, because I, I like it like that. Yeah, he's doing the mystery thing. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, of course. Uh, you got it. it I, su- I support you either way, D'Amico, but <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really do it for me, man. Surprise me. Did you, Did you say when your wife says she's going to get Chinese? Surprise me. Not we're having a baby. All right, let's go get <laughs> surprised at the hospital. 
You have to. All three of mine were great surprises. No. The middle one was supposed to be a girl. Ended up being a boy. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that was a home improvement episode. Mark was sad. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a girl. The mom wanted a girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's rough, man. <laughs> it's not rough. It's fun. It's a rough life. It's fun. So you're telling me if your mom told you that she wanted you to be a girl, you would be okay with it? Sure. It's not like she didn't love me. Uh, yeah. My middle son, we, we we never wanted to know, but people thought it was going to be a girl. And back then, you know, the, the sonograms were, you know, you could kind of guess when you saw it. So everybody was assuming it was a girl. It wasn't. It was a boy. Couldn't have been happier. Couldn't have been happier. What? What time is this fishing show today? 530. We'll, we'll be on stage. We're going to be on stage. Did you record your seminar? Yeah, we do it every year. It's badass. Like it's it's Who's the H here? You or Scott? On, I, I, on the seminars, on the podcast, I participate more. On the seminars, I really just leave it up. So to you're me. just a hype man? You're I, like, I, I, I'm, I'm the hype man, kind of the... You're like a less I, charismatic Flavor Flav? I'm better than Flavor Flav. He's Chuck D. Uh, I, I'm kind of like... You the Steve Harvey of the Kings of Comedy? That's exactly what it is. I'm Steve Harvey. Uh, I, I'm Steve Harvey. Oh, please. Like on the... Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The host? <laughs> but come on. Yeah. On the podcast... He, I, ain't, he ain't talking that much. No, I, 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 oh, man. Dude, I got him rolling. It's standing room only. He's like Manny Fresh without doing the beats. And Scott Knowles, Lil Wayne, Carter One. I leave it to the captains because they're, you know, obviously they, they, they're Fre- professionals. Fre- Fre- fresh. And I just kind of organize and direct. So do you have to, do you go introduce him? They get, get up on stage with me. Yeah. I introduce him. No, but, but you're, you're basically, hey guys. Yeah. Here's uh, Captain Scott Knoll. So how do you people. start off? Yeah, how are you starting off? I, like I usually just say, "Hey, man, thanks for coming." How are everybody doing? This is no thanks for coming. You you see us on you hear us on the podcast. You see us on YouTube. Uh, this is going to be totally open to you guys. Questions and answers. We're not going to have any topics. It's totally up to you. This is Captain Scott so Knoll. So you didn't prepare. This is Captain Scott Knoll. Get this guy. He's been doing guiding in uh, the Galveston Bay and uh, and Port O'Connor areas for more than 25 years. Here's Captain Dean Thomas down on the lower coast. You know him. He's hilarious. Uh, down in Aransas Pass, Rockport, and, of course, Kayla McCumber. Kayla McCumber is uh, one of the best trout fishermen on the planet. East Matagorda Bay, Matagorda What's Bay. source for Fishes that? in Louisiana. What's Me? your source for him being Me? one of the best? So now, speaking of uh, mouths, you want to wrap your mouth around some of this sausage right here. <laughs> Let's go. Q&A. It's going to be fun. And then, taking my wife. So uh, I guess we're going to have Valentine's Day. I think she's going to spend a lot of money. Because, you know, she's kind of gotten into the little nearshore, offshore fishing Okay. just in the last year. So I think she's going to get all kinds of girly. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Coming up, Lopez says one of the biggest faces in football is done, and he's going to prove it next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. John Lopez says there is a 
prominent person in football that is clearly done. We'll hear the case in a sec. It's going to be a bilingual case, by the way. Um, but talking about the reunion of McCall Hardman and the Kansas City Chiefs and a potential reunion of Jadavian Clowney or DJ Reader and the Houston Texans. Are we, are we down with that? Are we down with that type of reunion? Not my first choice, but I would absolutely be down with it. Absolutely be down with it. Uh, I mean, he is blossom. He wasn't. He was good here, uh, and then for some reason, you know, wound up in, in in Cincinnati and really blossomed. No, and he's still pretty young. You know, he he he's and at that position, yeah, I'd be good with that. Not my first choice, but a a solid choice. I'm I'm down with Clowney. Uh, if, if it's a Jerry Hughes replacement, D'Amico Ryan's coaching him and stuff like that. He had a hell of a year with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. If you can get Clowney opposite there, uh, you could sign me up for that. Speaking of Hardman, uh, Tony Romo, he got a lot of criticism for uh, stepping all over Jim Nance, although Jim Nance wasn't awesome, if we're being honest with ourselves. Um, you, you've you done a little bit of like, I don't know if it's investigating or what, but you, you seem to believe that uh, Tony, Tony Romo – could be heading out, or at least should be heading out. I think he's done. Um, he signed that contract in 2020. Now, has he? I don't know if he's gotten an extension or not. I hope not. It was a five-year contract, which means 2024 would be his last year uh, as uh, analyst for for CBS. And and I was I was actually, and you were kind of giving me a hard time for that. I was pulling for the guy. Like I figured he had two weeks to prepare. He he he'd heard all the. He'd heard all the the comments, commentary, and people saying that he and Jim Nance don't don't get along and all that stuff. So it, he wasn't ignorant to it all. So I figured I was pulling for him. He's going to do good. And as I said on Monday, he almost pulled it off, but he just couldn't help himself. And then the final call, like this, is going into the annals of the NFL. Mm -hmm. This is like can can you can you imagine the Texans win their first Super Bowl? Well, let me tell you about this play call and blah blah. blah. I mean, after a, an ending like that. It was awful. So I said, okay, what did, what did everybody else do? Kevin Harlan, like, and keep in mind, this is radio where you have to be a little more descriptive. Kevin Harlan and the analyst, and I, I don't even remember who the analyst was, like played that perfectly. Back on Mahomes, four-man front, receiver motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back -back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25, 22. In overtime. Elite. You didn't even hear He's the analyst. Beast, you didn't even hear the analyst. Yeah. He's letting it breathe. His beast. And then as opposed to what Tony Romo and we all heard Romo, you know how you know it's time to leave? You know, you know it's time to leave? How's that? Nickelodeon does a better job. Eight seconds left in overtime. Mahomes, touchdown! There's slime on the field. Spongebob, that's Spongebob. They did it again. 
<laughs> I mean, he's lighting his shit a little bit. Makes its way to Bikini Bottom, and the Chiefs have done it once again. That is Noah Eagle. Noah Eagle. And SpongeBob was better than Tony Romo. SpongeBob was talking over Nate the Burleson. call. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking over the call. SpongeBob is better than Tony Romo. That's all you need to know. How about a little Espanol? Okay. Because, by the way, I told you guys yesterday when, when I sent this to you, and the Spanish speakers will, will pick up on everything he says. Like me? Yeah. Like you? See. Si. This was an elite Spanish, I mean, elite Spanish call. It was excellent. Yeah. First and goal. San Francisco pierde el Super Bowl. Apareció otra vez el mejor del mundo. Patrick Mahomes. No fue Kelsey. No fue Isaiah Pacheco. Otra vez un héroe desconocido. Kansas City. Campeón del Super Bowl 58. Esa fue una broadcast de elites. <laughs> <laughs> Me encanto la energía a la pasión. Yeah, you did that pretty well. <laughs> but he's like, like everything, he includes everything in there. Uh, and like, it wasn't Kelsey, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, Pacheco, it was another unknown. The greatest quarterback in history has done it again. Three Super Bowl losses for the, I mean, just perfect. And Tony Romo got beat by SpongeBob. I don't know what... They're saying in Korea, but even the when you just hear how they paused and let the thing you know sit and, and everybody enjoy the moment, it was better than Romo. Okay, get your Korean English. I might have to roll with Tony on this. <laughs> get your Korean English translator going. Elito Bang Song Eosiyo Nanwin. Eno Hiwa Yeo Leong Eo Yo Aese Bonita. I agree. That was an elite broadcast. It was an elite broadcast. I love the passion and energy. If if all you if if all you can't speak languages and, and then, like me. And then I found this. And here's the saddest part about Romo and, and why I think he's gotta be gone. Uh, after I was pulling for him, like I said, you know Joey from the internet? Joey Molinaro? Yeah. I heard this call, and I'm thinking Romo could have actually said this ex these exact things. He like none of us would have been surprised if Tony Romo actually did this. And Kelsey and Mahomes and Reed and they're the three best friends that anyone get, and they will never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Hang over. You uh, see that one, Jim? Oh, and Mahomes just slings that thing like it's dice in a crab stable. Ah, oh, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> Throwing them a lot better than I did this week. There's Travis's soon-to-be wife. <laughs> no, you said it, Tony. I don't know, girl. 
Yeah, that'd be some love story. Right, you are, Tony. And now half the country saying, yeah, yeah, it's a swift bowl, mom. And the other half might be breaking their TV, Jim. No, and Mahomes loves play action, but he hates Sidman. <laughs> Uh, the, the, right, the hangover again? Uh, I can't help myself. And San Francisco's roster, I mean, they're sitting with a full house. I mean, you love their hand, but, oh, my homes may be the house, Jim, and the house, you know what they say? The house always wins, he does. That's right, Tony. Ooh, and now San Francisco, they got the ball back. It's going to be big. I, I don't want to say that it's going to be the game, but, you know, but this is going to be very, very important to see how they respond, what they do here. Once they get it back, it's going to be huge. Ten minutes left to go on quarter number one <laughs> here in Super Bowl 58. And somebody said, why do you guys have it in for, for Tony? I just said, I, 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 was, I was pulling for him. I have it in for him at all. I was pulling for him. This was I don't a- watch the game for Tony Romo. I watch the game because there's football going on. I don't know why you're looking at Taylor Swift or Tony Romo. It's it's a football game on. I'm watching the I don't lines. know why are you guys talking about that. Who cares? Nobody cares about Tony Romo or Taylor Swift. It's football. Or Tony Romo and Taylor What's Swift. What's wrong with you guys? I'm watching the trenches. Yeah. You guys follow the ball. <laughs> I'm watching the trenches. I don't care about who's calling the game. I just care that there's a game on. Okay? But you know, it, it does affect millions and millions of people. Like they, they, like they're. It affects them if he's just not doing his job. I don't care. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know why you have such a bleat for Romo. So someone said someone's describing like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Oh Let's my move God. on. Let's move on from this. Let's fellas. move on from Tony Romo. I don't know why you care about the broadcast of the game. Well, shout out to uh, 5231. Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah. I watch the football game because it's men colliding, okay? I like manly stuff, all right? I want to see no Taylor Swift. I want to see the quarterback's hands firmly under the center's balls, and I want to <laughs> see those helmets colliding, okay? I don't give a damn about Tony Romo. Move on. We should all be men like that. Move on. Yeah. Move on, guys. Go get me a can of snuff. Yeah. Coming up, the hits are lit. Kyle Shanahan facing that music, as is a receiver who's been rumored to be on his way out. Plus, Justin Verlander, he ain't throwing a baseball yet. Panic time or not. Next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop. With John Lopez and Landry Locker. Hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Kyle Shanahan faces the music. He's getting a lot of criticism. John Lopez said he choked. This is what Kyle Shanahan had to say about the notion or the perception that the 49ers can't win the big game. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fix perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. But I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. You know, these two Super Bowls. I've been tough losing to Kansas City, but to think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. Um, that's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, 
Uh, it comes down to one game, and I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. I actually don't disagree with anything he said. I mean, they did win a lot of uh, games. Uh, I think they're capable. I think he's a hell of a coach. Well, that has not changed. Uh, the problem is is the overtime thing, you know that, and and he talked about that as well, and said that he, you know, even on the sideline before regulation and overtime, he told all the position coaches to go over it with everybody, et cetera, et cetera. That that's cool, and 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 maybe that's that that's what happened. Uh, I'll take him for his word. The problem wasn't even that, that they didn't know. It's a big problem in San Francisco. It's a big talking point that, that they didn't really know the, the, the rules, the overtime rules. In fact, I saw somebody, uh, a Niners, I don't know if it was a blogger or whatever, podcaster, say, could you imagine if they scored a touchdown on their first drive and the Niners started celebrating? <laughs> that would be bad. I mean, <laughs> and they go, no, wait, hold on. They get the ball, too. Uh, so that I mean, you know, so it's but it's really not even that to me. It's the whole that he took the ball first, which goes against everything you should do against uh, third possession. What he wanted, Mom, man. man. Okay, what, let's talk about wanted. the third possession. He wanted the third possession. Yeah, that's what he said. It's Kyle Shanahan. Now, I mean, like, yeah, he can't. They can't win the big game, but a big game. I don't like. They've obviously no, won a lot of the games. He's right, but the big game is. Chiefs got is their number. But if someone said he can't win the big game, I think it's just the they Super know Bowl. what you're talking about. Uh, the big yeah, game, not yeah. a big game. Yeah, they know what you're talking about. Nah, that's fine. Just between a and the, a lot when it comes to the to the, the NFL. yeah the description. Yeah. No, and I think yeah. that's I think that it might be kind of lost in translation there. Yeah, yeah. No, that that part fine, but I, that's not even where I have the biggest gripe. There's been a lot of drama with uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, three, just three catches. In the big game, a lot of social media posts, a lot of speculation about his status. This was uh, Brandon Ayuk facing the uh, the media uh, amidst all of this uncertainty about his future as he heads into a year, by the way, in which he's under contract with the 49ers. Brandon, there's been some stuff on social media. Is, is there a certain message that you want to get out there as you kind of enter this offseason and there might be contract talks? A certain message, no. Is your hope to remain with the 49ers moving forward? If that's the right move, yeah. What would that right move look like? Being a champion. And what are you going to remember most about this particular roster this, this past season? Uh, just um, <clears throat> just uh, guys that came in that work to be champions uh, every single day. The hardest That's all I got. Man, I feel, I feel bad for him, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard to lose a Super Bowl. And, you know, there's there's been a couple of 49ers that have that have shown some uh, vulnerability. Uh, John Feliciano. Uh, oh, I, I guess he blamed he blamed a teammate for missing a chip block on a play or he, whatever. He, he drunk texted. Yeah. And yeah. then he said <laughs> he apologized for being hungover and being a, quote, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good apology, a man. Great apology. That's a great apology, yeah, right there. That's about as strong an apology you can get. Yeah, I mean, like, can you? I, I forgive you. Yeah, you blame me for that. Now I forgive you, man. I apologize. Yeah, I, apology accepted, sir. Everybody was hurting, man. If everybody would just apologize like that, yeah, that's I mean, a great apology. That's yeah. about as strong as you. What did he say exactly again? He said, "Quotes: I'm sorry, bro. I woke up hungover and being a bitch." 
In trying to have one's back, I hurt you. It's effed up, and I apologize. I'm going to use that. Let's go have some beers. I'm going yeah, to use that next time. Let's go have some beers, a man. a big-time apology right there, as opposed to those, I'm sorry if it hurt your feelings. I'm sorry if I offended you. Yeah. <laughs> like you might not understand what I said, but I'm sorry if I uh, yeah. offended you. Yeah, that's not an apology. Playing the hits here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Other wide receiver news as we approach free agency. Uh, the Bengals, per the athletic, uh, are going to tag T. Higgins. Are they leaning in that direction? I, I think it's funny when Jeremy Fowler puts out our but They could tag T. Higgins. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, or uh, could not. Yeah, thanks, bud. Mm-hmm. Glad you got the hair gel on, at least. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson wants to know Minnesota's quarterback situation before he commits long-term to them. So, Good. I would so Justin Jefferson. So let's say that Minnesota doesn't get it right, and then this time next year, Justin Jefferson wants to get that bread. I don't I don't disrespect that That's at all. like a first, I, I, second, third. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he should. He's what that the Texans trade a first, second, fifth for Justin Jefferson next year? I have to cross that bridge. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot. Be like in thirty mils. Mm-hmm. He's good though. And then you're paying him. Pretty yeah. good ball player. He's all right. I think he's good. Yeah, he, I think he's all right. He can make a couple catches here and there. Yeah, he's nice. <laughs> I would be in the same. I I, I respect that. Like, you don't want to pay Nico next year, so you're like, ah, we'll trade for Jefferson. We'll go ahead and get that Justin Jefferson cat. Yeah, we'll get him here. Yeah, How about that. Golly. Next year, huh? Just saying, they got to get their quarterback situation right. Yep. The, the Kirk Cousins thing is is gone. They're going to be in a weird spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL draft approaching Chicago. They are weighing whether they should keep Justin Fields or whether they should draft Caleb Williams or someone else. A lot of people saying they should trade. A lot of people saying that they should draft Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. For me, I I just got to go with Caleb Williams because I think at the very least with Caleb Williams, here's my thing. I don't think Justin Fields is terrible. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Justin Fields is elite. I think there's a chance that Caleb Williams could be elite. So at the very least, I think even in the worst case scenario, I think Caleb Williams is going to be close to what Justin Fields is. So if you can have him for three or four years on his rookie deal instead of having to invest in Justin Fields after this year, that's the direction I would go. Yeah, the way I I would put it is I I have not given up on, on Justin Fields, but I think you should give up on him being an elite quarterback. He might be really good. He might be a guy that can carry a team a long way. Certainly, you know, multifaceted player. But is he ever going to be elite? You probably have that answer, whereas you don't have that answer if you're projecting it with Caleb Williams. It's that old thing. He is going to be a pain in the butt. You though. don't want him to become Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you want to talk about Hollywood. Caleb Williams is going to be. Oh, he's going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, man. But you also don't want Justin. Might hold Fe- out next year. You don't want Justin Fields to become. I'm allowed to pay you. Oh, well. To become Trevor Lawrence. What if Justin Fields has okay, you're pretty good, but not quite there? You don't want that. Keep churning. Yeah, I, I would. I would go Caleb. I, I like Drake May, though. There's some polarizing opinions on Drake May. I've seen it all over the place. Like, number one overall. I think Daniels. I don't think Daniels makes it. I like him. Oh, okay. But I, he no, better not play like that. I, I like him Woo! a lot, but I don't know if he's top three like some people have. Man. Yeah. If he's going to play the way he plays, like, it's one thing for Cam Newton, but, mm-hmm. man, he's going to be, like, jumping into SEC linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there to, to kind of un, you know unpack. 
Uh, if if he if if Jaden Daniels plays in the NFL like he played at LSU, he's gonna have he's gonna have two forms of transportation. Whatever car he buys with his signing bonus and the cart. <laughs> you cannot do what he does. Uh, that is not consistently. Dude, go look at like the highlights. He can throw, man. Okay, yeah. well then throw, but don't be doing all that extra stuff that you're doing. Man. I like him. He wants all the smoke. Hey, I I respect your heart, mm-hmm. but my God, man, yeah, you are crazy. Yeah, I I, I he's he's the most fascinating one of, of all the quarterbacks. College football, ESPN, and the college football playoff are in an agreement on a six-year, seven point eight billion dollar extension. That's a bargain. I don't know if it is or not. It yeah. seems like a lot of money. I don't. I don't know if it is. It's, it's an awful it's, lot of money. You got the twelve teamer. Is it going to be weird not watching the SEC on CBS? Well, yeah, um, but I, that doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't really change my appreciation of well, it. You know, I'm, I'm just by saying. Any stretch, no, it's going to be great. It's, it's on gonna, ABC now, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but all I'm saying ABC, is, ESPN. No, it's going to be cool. A billion dollars a year. So does that mean Gary Danielson's going to have to call Big Ten football? Yeah, they're good. They talked about that. Oh, yeah. The old Purdue act. Didn't he go to Purdue? How is Gary Danielson so great? He doesn't get the credit he deserves. He pulls it off, but he doesn't get the credit. No, he, deserves. he doesn't. He's not mentioned with all the all the top ones. I think he's, he's really. Good. I think he's really, really no, good. He's the man. Yeah, I really do. But but I, I don't know. It doesn't sound right. But six years of a college, of a twelve team. Keep in mind. Yeah, a twelve team college football playoff for seven point eight billion dollars. You're wild. That's a bargain. Bargain. Yes, it is. Justin Verlander. Pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training. Here's Justin Verlander talking about how he's feeling. I'm a little bit behind schedule right now. I had a little hiccup early on that's resolved itself, but I have to be really cautious with how I'm building up. I guess my body doesn't respond the same at 40 as it does at uh, 25, so I shut it down and picked the ball back up. My shoulder didn't feel so great, so kind of had to take a step back, really be diligent about my buildup. I've always been somebody who luckily could just pick up a ball and start throwing it, and this time wasn't quite as easy, so had to slow down a little bit, and I've always liked to give myself as much rest as possible, so my timeline is always a little tight. Having to slow things down a little bit put me a little bit behind. You know, I'm a couple weeks behind. Figgy, why are you laughing at me, man? I said pitchers and catchers report. What's yeah. your deal? That's the, that's you the sound sitting, excited, man. Sitting there giggling, man. That's the you same. Excited. That's the same. I'm ready to get the count, uh, countdown clock going. <laughs> that's the same texture that uh, wanted us to to get to get past all the Taylor so, Swift discussion. By the way, they have already announced that uh, Josh Hader is going to be the closer. So oh, Ryan yeah. Presley, hey, we're not even yeah. going to play with you, bro. Yeah, I like that. Nice setup, man. Get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, what about his intro music? Yeah, what about his intro? You can't do that in the eighth. I think you can. With no, me. I think nah, you can. No, with no, nah. no, 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 no. Me and Figgy are very emphatic on this. I don't know. No, about no, that. no, no, no. No more Johnny Cash. No, I think you can. No, nah. Here in this city, no, you can't. No, <laughs> that is not going to happen. No, I think eighth inning. No, I think you can. No, I think every player should have a wrestling intro or something. No, I think I think wrestling intro should be part of baseball. It makes it better, but. No, you cannot play the Johnny Cash and turn the I lights off. I think you off. can. Hey, here's the thing about Justin Verlander, and the boys asked me about this this morning, uh, Sean and Seth. Like, DEFCON 1 means high alert, the world is about to end. DEFCON 5 is everything's cool, don't worry about it. 
on on a DEFCON 5 to 1 scale. What, what are we doing right now? Why don't we just say scale 1 to 2? What, what, I'm what, just telling you like what you they have ask to explain, me. You have to explain DEFCON to me? Just say on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you? On a scale of 5. Dump all that. I, I, I'm just saying what Sean and Seth asked Why me. did they do that? Well, they did. On a scale of 1, DEFCON, to 3. <laughs> now, let me explain this to you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you? Okay. Don't do what they do. Five being nothing to worry about. You want to do what Sean and Seth do? I'm, I'm changing it. All right, continue. Five being nothing to worry about. Hold on, a texture. No, I, what? I, I, was try, <laughs> I was trying to do what they do. Now go ahead. Uh, one oh, being, by the way, textures have updated us yet again. It, one being the world is about to end. I'm at a five with Verlander. It well, doesn't bother me the least. I don't bit. expect much, so I'm fine. Like I'm cru- I'm He's in cruise control right in the middle. Old. He's 40, you got He's him for cheap. He's been through enough spring trainings. Whatever. No one knows how to prepare for a season more than Justin Verlander. This is just his way of saying, you know what, I'm gonna take a break this year until it's time to ramp up. That's all it is. Shout out to Joe Espada for just getting it done. He just went and met with Presley and figured it out. Good for him. Nice. Very, very nice. Coming up next, it is Valentine's Day. And we have a game to play. The H-Town Dating Profile oh, no. Game Show featuring some of your favorite athletes. Next.